Welcome to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 6, 200th overall. Holy I am Finch. I am Brit. I'm Craig. God. And I'm Sean. And we're all back here on the 200th episode. Holy crap. 200 episodes. Can you believe it? We've made it 200 episodes. Crazy Let's talk. talk tight ends. happy 200 episode kickers (laughs) oh my god thank god we didn't time this out for the tight end kicker defense extravaganza that would have been terrible i know terrible we are back though thank you to cinch for the fantastic open we're here back with our round table you heard all our contributors are here we are going to talk about running backs tonight and we'll probably talk a little about tight end slash kicker slash defense if any if our last year's round table is any indicator Our advice to you will be draft one when it comes to kickers and defenses or pick one up off of waivers based on your league rules. But first, we start where we always start. Gentlemen, what are you drinking? Let's start with Cinch. I have some screwball peanut butter whiskey. Fabulous. Nice. Going going with the hard stuff. Nice. It's a special episode. This is episode 200. That's true. I am drinking a beer that I picked up today at 12% made by Timber Ales called Insomniacs and Daydreams. Ooh. It's an IPA. It's a uh, dry hopped with Citra and Galaxy. It is dry as the Sahara, let me tell you. <laughs> Craig, what are you drinking? So tonight I have a new beer. This is called The Litmus Test. Ooh, there it is on camera. Uh, it's nice. a sour ale, but it's oh. coffee. Daring, right? So we're going to try it. Who makes it? Bush. Um, this is by, if I can read the can. He opened the can, and it's all printed sideways. So he it can't, is. Like, so let me pour this out, read. and then I'll tell you. <laughs> Sean, what well, are you uh, drinking? That's who makes it. I am drinking Beautiful Consequences. From New Salem Brewing, which is from in, in brewed at the old, you know, asylum <laughs> up in right, Fairfield Sean, Hills. Sean's cut off. Sean, Sean has so haunted beer. Haunted uh, beer. So haunted this beer. The beer I have, it's uh, Newberg Brewing. See, they have that weird can art. We've had stuff from Newberg. Uh, twenty eighteen ish. Uh, yep. Sean and I went to a uh, Met game and we drank a bunch of stuff by Newberg. Ooh, so it's gonna, very we're gonna, dark. We're going like to try it. this right now. Yeah, go ahead. Wow. It, actually give us a it, live smells, it smells like coffee, but there's that sour smell on the back. Let's see. All right, let's see. We can actually see him so we can gauge his reaction tonight. He's thinking. He's he's perplexed. Wow. His eyes are moving, and he just kind of wagged his head like a dog that was slightly confused. That's weird. So so it smells like mostly like coffee. Uh huh. When you first taste it, it's coffee, but then it slowly transforms into the aftertaste of a sour beer. You you got a can of this for me? I'll no. I only had one, but I'll. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's because Laura came home one day with just a random like six-pack for me, and this was one of them. Christy would love it, though. Probably. Coffee that turns into a sour? Probably, yes. She would yes. love something that complex. So, speaking of complex, let's move on to uh, our topic tonight, which is running backs. This is our running back slash tight end slash kicker slash defense uh, roundtable. If you're looking at the agenda, you'll notice that there's no kickers or defenses on it. That'll be if time permits kind of thing. We're going to talk a lot about running backs tonight. So let's get right into it. Running backs. We have had, we, 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 we put out our consensus rankings. For those who may not remember, our top 10 consensus rankings were McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, then Kamara, Taylor, Barkley, Zeke at seven. Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, and Nick Chubb. We had Cam Akers at number nine, and then his season ended before it could start. So we've got a decent list here. I want to start tonight, though, with guys we liked that other people may not have. 
And I want to start with Craig on this. Craig is the only member of our team <laughs> who has Joe Mixon in the top 10. That's right. I was the famously the conductor of the Joe Mixon you train. You were. You were. Last you bought year, tickets. I saw it speeding towards the cliff. I threw <laughs> down the fancy hat. Hold on. I've got the hat over here. I'm going to go grab it. He does. I threw down the fancy hat, and I jumped off. But Craig I stayed followed. on. I'm still on. He's still <laughs> on the train. Craig, how are you still on this train? Uh, <clears throat> so, like I've mentioned in uh, previous episodes, if people have listened, I am still on the Joe Mixon train because, no... They did not draft a offensive lineman first, but their offensive line has been upgraded. They signed free agents. They have um, a new offensive line coach. Everyone in practice seems to be gelling together. Joe Mixon right now is healthy. I see no reason why he would not be in a top 10 uh, running back. There's the hat. There's the hat that we can see. Perfect. I, I, see I love reason. it. I see oh. reason why Mixon won't be there. Why? The offensive line isn't any good. Ellis. And they, they have to show me before I'll believe them. They no, okay. All right. Well, that's they, they that's fair. But I'm just saying, pe- people say they didn't upgrade the line, and they did. And Bobby Hart is gone. That was a huge oh. hole in the line. So, We don't yeah. know if they upgraded. They changed. Until they show to us that they're better. They I think, no, I think Reef Reef was a definite upgrade to guard. But was so. it enough? I, you know what? This, no offense to your team, but this is the Bengals we're talking about. Until they show me, I just can't believe anything they say. Hey, that, that's the fair. That's, so bad, that's how I feel I about believe, the Browns. So we're, that's the fine. I coach isn't very good. And until <laughs> I think they have quality stars. I do. I like Burrow a lot. But if he's laying on his back, he can't help anybody. So until they show me, I just can't. And you guys have been talking about Mixon for how many years now? Three. Yeah, three. Well. This is his third year. I mean, it's three years. I'm saying, I'm saying you guys have been, hey, the, the train, the mixing, the train. I'm yeah. off the mix, I'm off the mixing express. <laughs> I want him to do well. I think he could do well. I have him ranked at number 14. I'm actually the lowest of the four of us on Joe Mixon because I'm kind of where you are. at. But Sean, you haven't waited on this. Joe Mixon, can you get on the train? Should I hand you the hat? Are, are you asking me if he could be in the top 10? Yeah, he could be in the top 10. I have him at 12, and that was before Cam Akers' injury, so he's 11. So, can he? Yeah, definitely he could be in the top 10. Uh, is he going to be the sixth best as Craig has him? Hey, that's a leap of faith, but uh, I definitely have him. I definitely think he could be top 10. Okay. Okay, so Craig is still highest on Joe Mixon. Sean, you have a guy that you're slightly higher than everybody else on. And that is Nick Chubb. Craig's got him at 10. Cinch and I have him at 12. But you've got Nick Chubb all the way up at 8. Aren't you worried about the Kareem Hunt factor? Why is Nick Chubb number 8 on your list? Yeah, Hunt is definitely, you know, a factor. But they're a run team. Um, I think that, you know, comparing who I have rated just near him, it's it's definitely possible that he is at eight. I mean, Zeke Elliott, I have at nine. Yeah, all right. Maybe he, Zeke Elliott can can work his uh, come back to what he was, but who knows? And uh, uh, Cam Akers, you know, is not there, so okay. Yeah, take him out of it. Before I let but, everybody else weigh in on this, they're a run team. With Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, and Austin Hooper. And Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. All listed as starters. (laughs) And you're going to call them a run team. Yes, I am. Cinch is backing you up on this. Cinch, what do you got? All Chubb needs to do is stay healthy. If he's out there for 17 games, he's a top five running back. It's just I don't think he could stay out there for 17 games. That's spicy. When he and Hunt were both there, Hunt didn't play. 
Hunt would come in in garbage time. And then Chubb got hurt and Hunt's value went way up. He is very good. Hunt, Hunt could be a top 10 guy by himself, just not on this team because there's a better running back in front of him. I wish there had been someone in front of him the night he got into trouble in the hotel and he might still there be There was. Team. That's why he got in trouble. <laughs> if he, oh, if, man. If he just stayed just in the room. Just stay, stay in the room. Stay in the room. <laughs> this is why you pay security. Stay in the room. Craig, Nick Chubb, what do you think? <sighs> you know, I, so you're I have him. the guy who hates the freaking. <laughs> no, I do Browns. not hate the Browns. We've been over this. This is, well, this is well established. Everyone's nodding. You can't see this. Folks, I do not hate the Browns. Nodding. This is not the Steelers. That's a different conversation. They're in the same division. You can't you can't be neutral about divisional opponents. You can't. Okay, I don't. I don't like them, but I don't hate them. Does that make sense? It's not that um, I wish her to be dead. <laughs> it's I wish she would stop See, being alive. Right. I, yeah, I agree with 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 Cinch. You know, with a big question mark with Nick Chubb is can he stay healthy? You know, I was looking at an article a couple of weeks ago. Is because of that, people were debating: is Nick Chubb a good fantasy running back? Or is he just a good NFL running back? Along the same time, the same topic as like when we talk about Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady the best fantasy quarterback to have on your team? No, he's not. Is he a good NFL quarterback? Sure. Best ever. Uh, well, that's a, we're not going to go there. He's we're not, we're talking about running backs right now. <laughs> he's above average. If he were the best ever, he would have come up in the quarterback segment. Okay, moving on. <laughs> So that's where I am with Nick Chubb. We're going to throw this to you, even though I know you're going to derail us into Tom Brady land. I won't. Your big guy was Antonio Gibson. You seem to be really high on Gibson compared to the rest of the group. You have Gibson at 11. So do I. But comparatively, that's higher than Craig, who has him at 17, and Sean, who has him at 14. What makes you think that the running back in Washington is going to be fantasy viable this year? I think Gibson's going to have a great year because they have Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And I just don't see them as being a passing team. So if you buy in that McKissick isn't going to steal all, all of the receptions from the running back, and I don't think he will. Last year, he kind of was the third down guy. But I think Gibson, he's ready. He's going to make that jump. I'm not saying he's a top three guy, but I think he's going to show. All right. Let me just address the J.D. McKissick thing before we get to our other contributors. So thoughts. J.D. McKissick is the Beetlejuice of injuries. If you say his name <laughs> three times, he will spontaneously injure himself. So I have no faith that McKissick is a contributor at all in this game. And if, if that's the case, then you got to think Gibson, as long as he stays healthy, is going to be a big time contributor. Now, Craig, you had him at 17. Sean, you had him at 14. Let's start with Craig first. Craig, why? I mean, Cinch's argument is pretty valid. There really isn't anyone else there. And I don't True. think they're going to be a pass-first team. So why be down on Gibson? Uh, so for me, it's really my Fitzpatrick stardom. Because <laughs> I can see Sitz staring at the camera. Uh, seriously has like pictures of him in his bedroom. I do. I'm not joking. Like a, like a, no, really. I think I need a Fitz magic, uh, Jersey. He was a bangle, but, uh, I'm going to a sports collectors show in uh, August. In, in theory, I'm supposed to go in to theory. This. I, so I might, I might come back with some Fitz magic <laughs> nice. stuff for you. I wouldn't argue with you. Um, you get but that's really, jerseys. get one of those jerseys that has a patch of every team he's played on. That's cool. So it's green, red, blue, <laughs> purple, pink. Orange. <laughs> I want I want like a composite jersey. Do you remember when um god, what was the name of the the quarterback from Notre Dame who was a a chief for a while? Brady? Brady Quinn? Was yeah, Brady right Quinn. Yep. He was his, a brown. Was it too. his girlfriend? No, his sister was dating, I think it was AJ Hawk from Ohio State. And they played each other in a national championship, and she wore a composite jersey. They like Nike made her a special jersey that was half Brady Quinn and half AJ Hawk, 
and she wore it to the national championship game, and it looked disgustingly because those are two jerseys <laughs> that just don't mesh. I mean, one's white and red, and the other one's like gold and teal. Like, she looked like a fashion nightmare. That's what I need. I need a, a jersey that every quadrant is a different different team that Fitz pay, played for. So, <laughs> Who would have thought that we would be mentioning Brady Quinn and AJ Hart? <laughs> That's true. At all. That is ever. true. And here ever. they are. Come on up. <laughs> Somebody in their podcast bingo just went, holy shit, I won. <laughs> I got bingo. That's me. Bingo. I'm sorry. I, I cut Craig off there. Continue your thought. What was your thought? You're talking about, uh, oh, you're saying Fitzmagic. Sean, what do you think, Antonio Gibson? I can definitely see him higher now than I have him there at 14. I mean, obviously, with um, Acres gone, that brings him up to 13. I could see him better than Carson, which I had rated higher than him before. Um, but then it's Mixon, Eckler, Elliott. Chubb, Jones, I don't see him in Taylor, even though with the problems in Indy, I don't see him higher than than Taylor either. So I can't I don't think I can rate him higher than 12 right now. But, um, you know, he definitely has the opportunity to to shine this year. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that now just for folks who don't know us well. About five minutes after the rankings are due in July, Sean is already emailing me asking me to move people. So the fact that he's saying I want I would probably move Antonio Gibson up a notch or two is neither shocking nor like kind of like unexpected. So just saying. For me, it's Najee Harris. I, I'm not a Najee Harris fan. And Lord knows I pretty much wish that the Steelers would just fall into the river and sink. But all the buzz about this guy is so positive. It reminds me of when Connor first got there and they were like, this kid could be something special. Now Connor got, had a good season, got injured, worked out. Now he's somewhere else. Where is he? Arizona now? Yeah. James. Con- yeah. I don't know why I can't remember that. That's like the fifth time on this podcast. I've said, where's James Connor now? He's in Arizona because Kenyon Drake isn't in Arizona. Kenyon Drake is where Sean, we just had this conversation. Where's Kenyon Drake? Vegas. Right. Yes. Yeah. Vegas. So I'm big on Najee Harris. I'm not big enough that I'm like reaching up for him, but I have him at 10 and that feels aggressive. Craig didn't even rank him. So let's, let's go around the horn in terms of, <laughs> of where people put it. So Craig, you had him lowest Sean and then Cinch. Craig, let's start with you. Why are you <clears throat> passing on Najee Harris? Uh, he's a rookie on the Steelers with a broken offensive line and a quarterback that may not make it through this season. So for fantasy wise, unless it's dynasty, I'm avoiding Najee Harris. Sean, Najee Harris. Well, again, most of my thing is with the um, offensive line. It's a, he's a great talent. He's going to be very good. I have no doubt about it. Uh, just the, the price that he is right now, especially in, 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 as with his ADP is, is going to, um, Oh, no, 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 Last year, you said to me that Clyde Edwards Hilaire was a talent, but he was too expensive. And then you went and drafted him in the goddamn first round in our team. I remember that. Britt threw his chair. That he's sitting on right now. I threw a chair. <laughs> in the first round of a keeper league, one keeper each, and I had like a mid round pick, I think. Don't so remember. so it wasn't it wasn't like I picked him like, you know, fifth overall. He had in that spot I was okay with it. And guess what? It didn't work out for me. So I am down on on Harris just because of the offensive line, the the wide receivers that they have they're very good, and I think they're probably going to be a little bit more pass happy than than run happy this year, which is you know obviously not a typical Steeler thing, but that's the way it's going to go, I think, and um, because again they're not going to be able to protect, so they're going to have to have quick some some quick passes, some I mean because I know Ben's not going to roll out, but 
some quick passes, some him moving around and throwing. But I don't. I, I see Harris as 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 a very good future quarter uh, running back. But just this first year, I don't think so. Not not in the top ten. So you just heard it here first. Sean will be drafting Najee Harris in the first round. Cinch, your thoughts, Najee Harris. What Harris has going for him, he's the guy. He's going to be out there all three downs for Pittsburgh. You just can't help but wonder, though, if Ben gets hurt, they're just going to crowd the box, and he's going to have nowhere to run to. So I have him ranked 15. Uh, He could possibly get up to 10, or he could drop out of the top 30. So that's where I have him ranked. All right, fair point. Uh, let's go around the horde. I want to talk about guys we're fading. Who, like, looking at this list, right now you have the list in front of you. I've got, what, one through 16 on the screen? Which of these guys are you? Obviously, Cam Akers is still here. You can't count Cam Akers. Don't anybody answer Cam Akers. But who are you fading? Who are you sitting there saying, this is a guy I don't want at the current price tag? Um, you know, looking at our rankings, who am I trying to push off a little bit? Let's start with Cinch and then go to Sean. Well, just based on where he was, I'm getting a little nervous about Kamara. Alvin Kamara, That you're hearing that, uh, I mean, Breeze is gone. The wide receiver, Michael Thomas, it sounds like he's never going to play for the Saints again. It's a foregone conclusion he's going to be traded. So now you're talking about who is their second wide receiver. It's like no one. So if I'm a team... Those looking for a sleeper, it's Callaway. (laughs) If I'm a team defending the Saints, I'm just saying hit Kamara on every play. So I just... I, I ranked him fifth. But Craig, I just... I don't see him getting there. I mean... I was I was gonna go next, so I'm gonna go. Go next ahead. Here. No, go ahead. I go agree. ahead. I agree with with Cinch there in that Kamara is a little risky now. At you know four, you know uh, Craig, you had him at one. Um, but with the why not? But with this whole situation that's going on with especially with Thomas not even you know reporting or whatever answering things, it's a little scary there. Um, my guy though was Jonathan Taylor. We had him at five a consensus without knowing how long um Carson Wentz is gonna be out. Really? I mean again, it could be no time, it could be one week, it could be half the season. According to the schedule, you know, the the time schedule that they gave us with that injury, but if it's that long, you you can't draft Jonathan Taylor at number you know the fifth running back. It's just too too much of a risk because they're gonna stack stack the box against them. So that that's my guy. Craig, what do you think? All right. So for what last four seasons, I've been a Kamara truther. So I have I have him at one. And the Michael Thomas thing doesn't bother me that much because. To me, they're just going to use Kamara more, especially really? doesn't with... doesn't bother you? Especially with passing. No, it doesn't. Especially with well, passing plays. Double him. Okay. I got to tell you, if the Michael Thomas thing doesn't bother you, there's just nothing that would bother you. Since I've been a, I've been a Bengals fan since 1986. So, Michael Thomas yeah, not know, being... Listen... Michael Thomas not being there, the Saints have known this since the summer because he wasn't returning their calls because he didn't want to get surgery. So then he waited until now to get surgery. So the Saints have been already preparing for him to not be there. So this isn't like a new thing that they just found out about. So without knowing who the quarterback is, not knowing who their number one receiver is, you're not worried about... Alvin Kamara at all? No, because he's he's just gonna get more work. So, yeah, but what but, good is more work? Hold on a second. What good is more work if everyone keys in on you? Okay, the so the same, the same argument. The box, right? So, what's gonna happen with Zeke? It's like the reverse argument. I'm just picking a different player. 
don't change the subject. No, I'm not changing the subject. I'm just saying okay. it's the same arg- argument you guys use with me with Zeke. So let's see. Here's, the, here's the thing, though. If Kamara gets the ball three times and he runs it into the line for six yards and then they punt, he's getting all the work for the offense, but the offense isn't getting enough work. And he's not generating points. True, but even they won games with Taysom Hills, so why do you think the Saints are going to go like 0-17? When did because they win a Michael game with Thomas Taysom Hill? But Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara's production was down because Taysom Hill was the production. Ooh. That's Let's interesting. see. That's a, I that's can see Britt's screen. That's an interesting allegation. That's the wrong button. <laughs> That's that's Sean talking with beer in his hand. No, that was me. Okay, so they won games with Taysom Hill. Okay, so on games last season where he had more than ten attempts. Okay, we gotta we gotta we gotta you can't you can't go with well Taysom Hill threw one pass and they won. That's not matter. They beat Atlanta twenty four to nine. They beat Denver thirty one to three. Then they beat Atlanta again, 21-16. Poor, poor Atlanta. And then they beat Philadelphia. <laughs> no, they lost to Philadelphia 21-24. to Okay, so four games where he was the starter last year, two of them against Atlanta, one of them against Denver, and one of them against Philly. He was 3-1 and one as a starter. I'm not really impressed by that. If we're going to sit there and say Taysom Hill is the answer... I'm not really impressed. All right, so now we're going to play devil's advocate. Those were weeks uh, 10 through 13, right? So now we're going to pull up Alvin Kamara and see. We're doing it live, folks. We're doing it live. <laughs> he is. I can see his screen. You got. Yeah, everyone can see my screen. There's a nice ad for Nissan. They're not a sponsor, <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say about there it. There is not. Kamara had 45 yards rushing, 54 yards rushing, 88 yards rushing, and 50 yards rushing. Receiving, he had negative two yards against Denver. He didn't have a single catch against the first game in Atlanta. He was targeted three times in the other game against Atlanta for two catches and nine yards. I mean, it's in four games, he had 51 yards receiving total. So what's an average of 14? And he averaged about 45 to 50 yards. He averaged less than 60 yards total offense a game. So so Taysom Hill as quarterback should scare you as an Alvin No, because you're looking at games where Breeze started the season and then was out and then came back. So they were just playing like Breeze was coming back and had no plan. They've had this plan since the last game of last season. So this is going to be an entire new playbook based because their offense is based around Breeze. It wasn't based around anyone else. Okay. Sin. So. Okay. So based on what you're saying that they knew about this, tell me who's the wide receiver, the tight end, or the offensive lineman that they brought in knowing that this was going to happen. They did nothing. Look. I'm happy I'm your friend, Craig, because you've got <laughs> to be the most loyal person. He ever. really is loyal. But we do need to move on. We can't spend the entire episode on Alvin Kamara. We just got so rabbit-holed there by that because everybody except Craig was like, wait, what? Alvin Kamara? Moving on. Moving on because we got a lot to talk about. Tight ends, defenses. Tight ends and defenses. Draft one. We're, that was guys we wanted to fade, right? We were talking about guys we wanted to fade, and Craig was like, don't fade Alvin Kamara. I think we only got through <laughs> me and Craig. Did we get through you, Cinch? Yeah, we got through you, Cinch. So, yeah. Britt, who's your guy to fade? Uh, my guy to fade is Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> which we could save time by just agreeing with Sean there. I, at the beginning of the year, ranked him really high, and now I'm not quite so high on him. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But what, I want to talk about top five guys to fade, too. We talked about in general. And Alvin Kamara is on this list. I know Craig's not fading Alvin Kamara. But according to CBS, the last the five the five biggest running backs last year were Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Believe it or not, David Montgomery comes in at four in total points. 
Sean will have to explain to me off the air how that actually happened. I have no idea. And then Aaron Jones comes in at number five. Obviously, we'll start with Craig here because he's the. He, we know you're not fading Kamara, <laughs> but Cook, Henry, Montgomery, or Jones. If you had to fade one, who would you fade? All right, give me that list one more time. Dalvin Cook, because yep. I'm skipping Alvin Kamara. Right, Kamara, Cook, Henry, Montgomery, or Aaron Jones. And which one am I going to fade? Mm, yes, tough. Mm. That's a, that's a tough call. Which one I fit of those? Probably Montgomery, my first guess. Sorry, Sean. I was actually shocked to see him in the top five. Um, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Sorry, <laughs> Craig. He was, he was big towards the end of the season. He was a league winner. He actually won my league as, because he was such a value, what he ended up producing at the end of the year last year. So... I, are they going to do the same thing as last year and he's going to be like a, cent, a centerpiece? I hope so, because I think he's a little talented, but um, I, I don't think I don't see him as the top five. Definitely not. Uh, it, it was all the receiving, I think, last year. He had 54 catches. He had a little more than 1,500 yards and 10 total touchdowns, but somehow he got up to 270 fantasy points. And it doesn't put him in the upper echelon. We had three guys, Henry Cook and Kamara over 300 points, but it puts him ahead of guys like Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs and Zeke. It puts him ahead of those guys last year. Uh, for me, if I got to fade one of these guys, it's just going to be Kamara. And we've already beat that conversation to death. So I'm just going to punt over to Cinch. Cinch, who are you fading on that list? Kamara, Cook, uh, Henry, Montgomery, or Jones? You know, when Sean said Montgomery won his league, I thought he meant that, like, he was an <laughs> owner in the league. Um, wow. I, 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 would, I would definitely just drop Montgomery. I'm not a believer. Okay, okay That's fair it. enough. <laughs> I got nothing else to add. That's fair. Sean, believe. what do you got on this? I, I mean, it's the, the, the obvious choice is Montgomery and Camara. Uh, if we're going to go someone else... I actually, I think Aaron Jones is going to be really good. Um, and I and Dalvin Cook, unless he gets injured, is going to stay right there. My guess would, the other one, believe it or not, would be Henry. He's not going to have any PPR. Got, uh, uh, he's not going to have any of those catches. Um, he, he scored, what, 20 touchdowns last year? I mean, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't see him scoring that many. Julio Jones is there now. He's gonna he I know he's touched down. I know I know he, he he's afraid of scoring touchdowns, but they're gonna throw the ball more. I think they are gonna throw the ball more. And if you guys are right about Tannehill being that guy that's gonna top ten of quarterbacks, there where where's the reduction gonna come from? It's gonna come from Henry. So maybe he becomes six, seven, but I don't see much. But if that there's another guy, that's him other than the two, Kamara and Montgomery. Okay, before we move on to the next topic really quickly, my beer is gone. I'm very upset. You're muted, Sean. No Sad. one can hear oh, you. Did, you know what? Did Sean drink it? My my <laughs> beer is gone, too. Did, did we bring any more beers in here? I, I think we might. In the bag here? I think so. Uh-oh. Okay, let's they're see, going, let's see they're going the to the magic here. cooler. Oh, you know what? Is this what I think it is? I think... I think, I think something <laughs> released last week. Nice. That, that nice. Greg might not really no. care for, but hmm, <laughs> it's that time of year again, isn't it? <clears throat> Feels very fall in our I don't know. studio it's, right now. It's 98 degrees outside. This baby has emerged <laughs> from the bag. It may be 98 degrees outside, it just got 10 degrees cooler in the studio. Nice. That's right, nice. ladies and gentlemen. Craig, find the music. Sean and I have Rosemary's baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. So we're gonna take we're gonna take three seconds just for it to pour this, and Sean's gonna take his first sip of Rosemary's baby for the season. And I gotta hear what he thinks of Rosemary's baby. If you're new to our podcast, this is kind of a staple of our podcast, probably even more so than football. <laughs> but we have Rosemary's baby. Go ahead, Sean, drink that because I need to hear your take on it before we move on. 
Oh, and it, it's it's aged in rum barrels. Oh yeah, it's a pumpkin ale aged in rum barrels. Everyone's had it. I enjoyed watching wow. Sean trying to read that label. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he needs Old to get man. an eye exam. He has we were glasses. Just this conversation. His I had an eye exam this week, and when I said I had a good eye exam, his wife was like, "Where'd you go?" Yeah. So I I, I have very good you know vision close. But with my glasses on, I can't read that close stuff. So I have to take well, how, glasses How's the beer? Close. We know you can't see. Yeah, move uh, along. The beer? Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's pumpkin. It's got that hint of rum and caramel in the background. It's amazing. Are you getting a lot of vanilla off the nose? I get a lot of vanilla off of the nose. I get vanilla off the nose, but I get more caramel off the taste. Agreed. Agreed. I would love to offer one to Craig, but Craig has his uh, rule that he will not drink no. pumpkin beers. It's a self-imposed and rule. Since he's reaching through the screen and pointing at his hand, like, give it to me now. Nope. I will bring you one, my friend. I will pumpkin beers for months ending in ER or January. That's the only exception. I, I do agree. I, I hate how beers um, are now in season before their actual season. See, but strong gets um, it. He understands. He understands the. He understands my point. Beers. Exactly. I will make exception for a couple <laughs> beers, and definitely Rosemary's Baby is one of those exceptions. See, you've got to drink that one now because by November first, they're pushing the Christmas drink. Well, that's what I'm saying. I hate how they do that. Yeah. And it's not the Christmas drink, sir. It's called holiday <laughs> ale, and it's delicious, and it is a gift from heaven. <laughs> Moving on. I'm upset now. Can't upset you. Can't insult holiday ale on my podcast. And he didn't even insult it. He just kind of just refused to acknowledge it as the greatest <laughs> thing ever made, and that's upsetting it up. All right, guys outside of RB1. So I went and I looked at guys who finished outside RB1 last year. Guys like Antonio Gibson. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake, J.D. McKissick. There he is. He's on the list. Um, DeAndre Swift, Naheem Hines, Ronald Jones, Sean's favorite, Chris Carson, David Johnson, Craig's favorite, and uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, originally, I was going to ask this question, who on this list do you want to fade? But I already know the answer for all of you. Um, Craig is going to fade David Johnson. Um, uh, I, well, there's that. I guess that's probably the only one I know. Everyone was probably going to fade DeAndre Swift. So really, who outside the top 12 is going to make it into the top 12 this year? So I gave you a couple of names, but you're not limited to that. Who on that list is going to be an RB1 this year or somebody I'm missing? Let's start with Sitch. I'm, I'm going with Patriot running back Damian Harris. I think there's a... All right, let's go probably... to Sean. <laughs> Damian Harris, seriously? No, no, I want to hear this because I'm, but yes, I'm shocked. Definitely. I want to hear I'm it. I'm shocked. There is a solid chance Sony Michelle gets traded. Damian Harris it's is the taking Patriots. the. Yes, it is. But if you've got a team that's got a rookie quarterback, you're going to want to run the ball. And the Patriots are, are shaping up to be a power running team. They have like zero in terms of wide receiver. So they're going to have two tight ends. And it's going to be a power rushing team. Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers. Come on. Well, you go ahead and you draft those. (laughs) Here we go. The Sean and Sid show. A sleeper sleeper you think could pop up there. Damian Harris is my sleeper. Sean, who do you got? I, I, I I I do like Harris higher than his ADP. I will agree with Cinch that, but, uh, Top 10? Uh, I wouldn't go there. But um, on the list that we had, I mean, Antonio Gibson is an obvious choice. Um, One you don't have here, and I I don't know if it's because we we drafted him in in the Scott Fishbowl, but J.K. Dobbins, I am hoping that he is a top 10. Um, I'm a big J.K. Dobbins guy, but I will punch to Craig on that. Um, Yeah. Swift, I like. I don't know about top ten. Uh, that that that's going to be hard in that offense. But that those are the guys I think. And no, no Ronald Jones. I'm sorry. I was I was high on him before last year. Before they got um, 
Fournette. Last and... year was a month ago. You were talking about <laughs> Ronald Jones a month ago. He was. I was, I was were. just making fun. No, you. I was weren't. making fun because I had no. him in the dynasty league and I needed him and before the rookie draft because of. Um, okay. No. Because Cam Akers is on my team and and died. Okay, we're just gonna go to Craig. <laughs> go on, Craig. Craig J.K. Dobbins slash whoever else you want, because we know you're a Dobbins um, guy, too. I'm but. a Dobbins... I'm Dobbins... Yeah, blah. Start over. Take two. I'm a Dobbins fan. I've been following him since college, uh, so he's a very talented running back. The only problem is he's on Baltimore, where Lamar is usually a run-first quarterback for himself, and I know Cinch will agree with me on this one. Um, I think Mile, not Miles Sanders, uh, what's his name in Atlanta? Mike Davis is going to have Mike a really Davis. good year as well. Love Mike Davis. You know, not Mike Smith. You, Mike not Jones, Mike Smith. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mike Jones. That's right. Since accidentally just trying to say Mike Davis one time said Mike Jones just in passing. And we've never let him forget it. No, he, he needs a name. Mike Davis just saying that it's too plain. If, if he was Mike Swift, you would rank him <laughs> higher. But anyway, anyway, Atlanta is a team that if you just look at what Davis did last year in Carolina, he put up very similar numbers to what McCaffrey had put up previously. So if you put him in Atlanta where there just is no other running back, he's the guy, he's the whole offense. So you got him, you got a rookie tight end, and you got guys like Gage that I think he's ready to make a jump, but he hasn't made that jump yet. So until he does, I think they lean on Mike Davis heavy. Okay. Uh, and I, I agree. So let's talk about potential busts. I want to talk, look, go back to our rankings. In the top 10, we've got Christian McCaffrey all the way through Nick Chubb. McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Kamara, Taylor, Barkley, Elliott, Jones, Eckler, and Chubb. Starting with Cinch, we're going to come back the other way. What of these top 10 guys that we have rated is the most likely to be a bust this year for you? Well, I've already spoke about Kamara, so I'm not going to talk any more about him. But I would say Jonathan Taylor worries me. If you just remember that his last, I think his last two weeks of last season, he had something like 370 yards in the last two weeks take those two weeks away because for fantasy purposes, week 17 was meaningless. He drops down a little. So that along with now Marlon Mack is there and he's not going to get every single carry. I think there's potential for him to drop down. Sean top 10 guys. We have preseason ranked. Which one's most likely to be a bust. I agree with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, my other, my other thought is guys that coming off of injury, like Saquon Barkley. Um, I know uh, Elliot was back last year, but he didn't look himself. Is he going to be fine? I don't know. But those two, those two other guys, other than Jonathan Taylor, Barkley and Elliot, I'd be wary of myself. I like the other guys in our top 10, uh, quite a bit actually. So. Craig, uh, for me, it's still it's still Zeke. He's coming off a very not Zeke like year. He had under a thousand yards. He only had six rushing touchdowns. He only had two receiving touchdowns. And you know what? And you know I bring this up a lot, but he had COVID, and we still don't know the long term effects of COVID. And Yes, like I said last week or week before, he looks in great shape, but that doesn't mean he can run 80 yards without losing his breath. So we'll see. Okay. For me, it's Austin Eckler. Again, I'm down on Herbert. I'm down on Allen. So shocking breaking news. I'm down on another Charger, the running back. I'm not a Charger guy. Never was. I just and I'm not saying her, I'm not saying Eckler's going to be bad. I'm saying that um, I think that if there's anybody in that list who's going to be bad, it's going to be Eckler. So, all right, really quick because we believe it or not, we got to move on to final thoughts. 40, 45 minutes in, I know, right? How do we not get the tight ends? 
We'll do tight ends really quick. So let's do that now. <laughs> There's three of now. them. The end. <laughs> Which one is the one you like, though? So there's three guys. There's Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle. Put them in order. There's the old thing that they do on Twitter all the time. You're keeping one, you're trading one, and you're dropping one. Let's do that with Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle. Let's start with uh, Craig. You got to keep one. You got to trade one. You got to drop one. How are you going? All right. Oh, wow. All right. So... I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to drop Kittle. I'm going to keep Waller. I'm going to trade Kelsey because I can probably get a lot for him fantasy-wise. Fair enough. Sean? I I loved what he said there. It was exactly <laughs> how I would do it. Uh, the, of those top three guys, Kelsey you can get a lot for. Uh, Waller is the guy that you'd want to keep, and, and Kittle's just too much of a risk. Cinch? Tell me, tell me you're not agreeing with them. There's only one tight end. Then on November 14th, you're saying, why didn't I draft this guy? He's the best tight end every year. And that's Kelsey. Trade, keep, whatever. Kelsey's got to be your number one guy. I could get a lot for him. I could get so, a lot of points if I keep him. So if you had Kelsey and Waller, hypothetically, it just fell to you, you got Kelsey and Waller. And somebody drove a dump truck full of money up to your house for Kelsey, you would still want to keep him. Okay. So first off, <laughs> I'd like to see the size of the dump truck and the value of the money. Fair. Look, Fair. Everybody is going to ra- rank their number one tight end as Kelsey. So why do I want to trade that guy? Okay. So let's go outside the top three there. So look at the guys who are the quote-unquote also-rans of the tight end world, like Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, Noah Fance. Which one of those four guys? Because there's really this kind of consensus idea that after you get outside, after you get, the, first off, after you get after Kelsey, there's a drop-off. Because Waller has, we haven't seen enough of Waller to be really that, we've seen two years of Waller, that's it. George Kittle is hurt all the time. Okay, whatever. Who's the guy outside the top three in tight ends that you want to draft? Let's start with Sean. Oof, that's a hard one. Um, It's not TJ Hawkinson. I know everyone loves TJ Hawkinson, but just what you'd have to, where you'd have to draft him now in the ADP, I wouldn't want to take that part of him because he's going to be the guy that's double teamed. In 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 Detroit, and it's just not not where I want to go. Mark Andrews had a little bit of a down year last year. Um, Kyle Pitts is the other guy, and it's an unknown right 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 now with him, right? So who do you want out of those three? Poof! I, yeah, I, pick one. We're running out of time. I be, I think Mark <laughs> Andrews is the most consistent. So that's where I would go. Craig. Uh, so out of that list, where would I go is probably Noah Fant. Uh, I think he's going to have a really big year in Denver, no matter who the quarterback is. So that's who I'm going to go with. Finch is shaking his head, and I knew in advance he was down on Noah Fant. So tell us really quick, two minutes or less, why no Noah Fant, and then who you would take. It's not that I don't like Noah Fant. It's just until he has a quarterback that can reliably deliver the ball on time and in the right place, he's meaningless. He's a low, lower-end guy. Uh, I think Andrews is a guy that you know on third down, that's where Lamar's throwing the balls to Andrews. And I think Pitts, if you just look at upside, here's a guy that, from everything you hear in, in camp, and I know you can't trust too much of camp, everything you hear is they're throwing the ball at him everywhere. So if he's going to get that many targets, and remember, he's more of a wide receiver than a tight end. He's not staying in to block anybody. So if he just stays healthy and he's out there, I think Pitts is the guy that could possibly crack the top three. Fair enough. All right. We're going to wrap up our tight end discussion in under five minutes by asking the question of each contributor. And I'll go first to give you guys a moment to think about this. I want a sleeper. I want a bust. And I want a breakout at tight end. Who's breaking out? Who's really going to disappoint? And who's the sleeper you're kind of looking at? The bust is easy for me. It's George Kittle. 
every year I hear about how great George Kittle is, and every year I just watch him go out there and get hit and hurt. I'm not I'm not big on it. The uh the uh sleeper for me this year is gonna be uh Johnu Smith. I really do think that there's gonna be a return to Greatman for Johnu Smith. Um and so was a breakout. I did bust, I did sleeper, I need a breakout, right? Um I don't, I'm, I'm actually going to steal cinches from before and say Anthony Ferkser. I think Ferkser has a potential to break out in a big way this year. So we'll see how that goes. Craig, I want a bust, a breakout, and a sleeper in tight end. All right. So the bust for me is probably going to be, I'm going with the opposite of you. I'm going to say Frisker. Actually, no, wait, I take that back because I'm Berkser. looking up at the list. I'm looking up the list. It's going to be Jared Cook, fantasy-wise. It's going to be Jared, because... He's always bad. Well, how is he a bust if everybody thinks he's a bust? Well, I mean, look, we have him in the top 20, so... No, but we that, don't. Well, consensus-wise, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not everybody does, just some of us. But really, top because of that, drafting, my, the, my sleeper... second tight end? What's that? It's a top 20. Who's drafting a second tight end? Who's in the top 10 that's going to be a bust? In the top 10? I don't know. I can't scroll. In our home list. league, yes, because we have so many bench spots. That's true. That's true. But my sleeper my sleeper pick is actually going to be his backup in Donald uh, Farham Jr. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time, and you're going to actually see a lot of him on the field. So he is my sleeper tight end pick. And what was the other one? Who's the breakout? Um, breakout tight Was that it? Bust, breakout. Uh, and sleeper. Bust, breakout, and sleeper, yes. Yeah, there you go. So that was my bust. That's my sleeper and breakout. I'd have to go with Cinch with Kyle Pitts. Like, there's, there's a lot of upside to Kyle Pitts. And, you know, Matt Ryan throws a lot no matter what the score is. And Kyle Pitts is going to be a target. So... Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So for me, um, my my breakout is going to be Logan Thomas. My um, sleeper is going to be Irv Smith Jr. And my uh, bust is going to be, believe it or not, Hawkinson. I just don't. I don't have faith in him. Yeah, we know. Cinch. Uh, well, a bust, I think, could be Hawkinson. A breakout could be Pitts. And I think a guy that we haven't mentioned that yet that could really excel this year would be Tyler Higby. He's got a good quarterback now. He's got two wide receivers. He's got a lot of surrounding cast to help take the pressure off of him. So I think he could be a little bit of a breakout this year as well. I'm big on the Tyler Higby train, too, so I agree with you there. So... Uh, we never got to kickers and defenses. Oh, well. Draft one. Draft one. Draft one. After maybe that. draft two and a half of them. I don't know. <laughs> if you can draft half people. Final thoughts. Cinch, what do you got for us tonight? Your final thoughts on running backs. And if you really care about tight ends. But running backs. Uh, well, quickly on tight ends. If you don't get one of the top three or four, maybe. Just let it go. Someone will come up later you could take. They're all the same. As far as running backs go, just think about who's on the field. You want someone who's out there. And if if it's someone like Ronald Jones that we joked about, he's sharing first and second down because Giovanni Bernard is out there to be the receiving running back in the James White mo mode on third down. So maybe you want to pick up Giovanni really, really late because in PPR, he could be a little bit of a something. So that's my final thought. Go on. What do you got for me tonight? Uh, I agree with Cinch there. With um, If you want to get one of those elite running backs, um, then you can kind of go mid-round with those uh, the second running back, unless you want to go crazy with the running backs and go 1-2, because you have value at quarterback and wide receiver. And then because you don't have one of those top tight ends, you have uh, 
room to spare in that area. But, you know, in the, the tight ends, if you don't get one of those top three and look for the mid rounds for those top other three, and then after that, kind of go later with those because, you know, after that, it's kind of like, hey, dart throw. But that's where I'm at with those strategies. Craig, your final well, thoughts. Uh, so for me, and I know our our home league is unique, the way it's set up, but as far as tight ends go, unless you're in a league like the Scott Fishbowl, for example, and tight ends get a bonus, don't Premium. draft don't draft a tight end in your first pick, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can, what if it's but Kelsey in the late round. Nah, no, no. We we had the one pick. We still didn't pick Kelsey. Scott <laughs> That's Fishbowl. right. Uh, you know, and then look at the kind of look at your league rules. If you're going PPR, you know, maybe you don't want Derrick Henry with your first pick because, like Sean mentioned, he's not going to catch a lot. So maybe there's other running backs um, you have to choose from. So really penitent. Attention to those kind of small details. Yeah, my final thought is just don't worry about the top three tight ends. They're they're going to go in most leagues prior to where they're going to provide you real value. Don't stress about it. People, <laughs> Kelsey's going to go somewhere around round five, sometimes even earlier, round three. And immediately after Kelsey goes, Somebody between you and your most recent pick is going to panic and take Waller or Kittle. Don't then panic and take the one that's left. Wait, get value at a different position. Strong value. The difference between Kittle and Andrews is minimal. I honestly believe that. The difference between like a Rob Gronkowski or a Jared Cook and um, like Tyler Higby is minimal. Wait until the value is there. Don't panic. Now, if you're in round seven and your choices are, you know, running back and wide receiver number 26 or Travis Kelsey because someone, no one has decided to draft him, then by all means, get one of the top three. But don't panic on tight end, guys. Just don't do it. What you should do, though, is leave us a review. Wherever you listen to us, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, gosh, I always forget, Audible. That's the one I keep wanting to say, Audible. Wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review. If you have questions about your draft or you just want to give us feedback, reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com on the interwebs through email. And we are also the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. I want to thank our contributors for all their hard work in putting together our rankings and then participating in this roundtable. we got one more to go, guys, and that last roundtable is going to be draft strategy. So start thinking about, based on how all the rankings, yeah, Sean just like thumped his chest. is like, yeah, I got you, baby. I got you, baby. It's all good. He just went all, he went, just went, love the strategy session. <laughs> and he's amazing at it. I, I've said it multiple times on this show. The Scott Fishbowl went as well as it did because Sean was tossing out names that no one else heard. Cinch was great with giving us information too. But Sean comes up with that name. It's like, I, I, I had not heard Amon Ra St. Brown before Sean put him out there. So, uh, but definitely come back and we'll talk about our draft strategy in two weeks. Thank you once again to our contributors. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Craig. Thank you for having us. It's great to do these uh, roundtables. I love see, it. See, when I gesture like that, it means <laughs> you guys should say something. <laughs> like, but, um, but we'll be back in uh, back next week, I think, and uh, get the uh, draft strategy going because everybody's drafts is literally around the corner. Oh my Crazy God. talk. Crazy. Weren't we just crying over the Chiefs? I think I mean, so. Come on. I think so. And if any of you have questions about strategy before, you know, the next episode, leave it in the questions. They'll they'll I'm sure they'll bring it up in the in the in the podcast and we can answer it all together. So Absolutely will. Exactly. So submit your questions. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening. Hi Deb, because I missed that last episode and Craig had to toss in at the last minute. But uh thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next week. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.